Oh, well, welcome back. So OIC has been around for almost three years now. Ottawa Independent Companions is a collective, and I guess I will let the lovely Natalie Lefebvre and Kaya Sophia explain it from here. There's a lot of people who are trying things that they've never tried before. Sex! Why do you think people don't see it as work? I don't know. I think it's just too much stigma. What do you mean we can't just go tell people? The vast uh, complexity of human sexuality. The escort. Deconstructed. Well, this is a little bit of a different uh, mini episode here. I've got Kaya and Natalie from OIC, which is Ottawa's Independent Companions, to kind of talk about what it is and why and how they made it. They're both founding members. I feel like you should start then because okay. like this is your go. baby. All right. It's so true. So many babies. This is your baby. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. your... This one came first, but... It's true, actually. So Ottawa Independent Companions was conceived before my daughter was conceived. (laughs) So this baby definitely came first. Um, So Ottawa Independent Companions is a collective of independent sex workers um, that offer a variety of services. So we have uh, dominatrixes, we have massage attendants, we have um, escorts who offer full service, we have male escorts who hybrids. offer hybrids, yeah, we have male escorts as well who offer services to men and or women. Um, have I missed anyone? I'm trying to think of our membership. I think that's everyone. I don't think we... It's not an agency, though. It's a no. Okay, so explain that to me. It's a collective. Yes, it is a collective. So a collective is basically a group of people who have gotten together to do something together. Um, So we're a collective of independent um, providers in the industry that got together specifically to address some of the abuses of sex workers that we were seeing in the industry. So basically, actually, I'm going to get right down to it. There was a group of escorts that got together at my in-call for um, an event, and it was like a queer strip club. And then we were formed like shortly after that. But we just got together, and a lot of people were complaining about the erotic review and Eros and how a lot of these advertising platforms... Uh, were owned by third parties, by, you know, agency owners, by people who like these mysterious men in other countries that Mm -hmm. were benefiting from our labor, that were charging us stupid amounts of money to advertise our services, um, that were asking for like our IDs and government photos and not concerned with our safety. You have no idea where the information is going to. Who has it now? Exactly. And like, like Kaya was saying, like asking for our, our faces, like photo identification, and then also asking us to provide ultimately like services that we weren't necessarily comfortable with, like the erotic review. So on the erotic review, clients um, rate providers on a one to 10 basis. And so 10 means certain things. In order to get a 10 on 10 rating on the erotic review, you have to be fully interactive with other women. You have to offer bareback blowjobs. You have to offer anal sex. You have to do all of these sorts of services that many people aren't comfortable with. And we, I don't know, like we just got so angry. We were so pissed off. You know, we we knew that all of these 
websites were being shut down. We were worried about like our bad date lists that would be shut down as well because some of the recommendation boards and some of the review boards also have like sex worker only sections where we post information about bad clients or bad dates. And um, yeah, there was just this fear, like what would happen if we lost access to these platforms and like fuck them because they're charging us like $15 Canadian a day. Um, And telling you what to do sexually. (laughs) And telling you what to do sexually, completely violating our consent and like undermining our abilities to negotiate safer sex practices. And there was just so much anger. So we were like, let's just fucking build something ourselves. Take the power out of the hands of the ad platforms, review boards, and clients. So what made you want to be a founding member? Um, I don't even know how to answer that question. Yeah, why did I you mean, want to join, Kaya? Like, when you joined us, why did you want to join? Primarily you. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It's like a love story. Oh, well, <laughs> it's true. I adore this woman, and it felt like a worthwhile project. It felt important and necessary and I was just happy to be part of it (laughs) would you say you've been doing this three years now the collective was founded in April of 2017 okay so but we've only had a website so we were around for like a full year I think before we ever launched our website because we were very slow (laughs) getting things started some hiccups (laughs) can you speak to some of those hiccups that we've had along the way um some of the hiccups. So our structure, we don't have, there's no actual hierarchy of power within the collective. Everybody has an almost equal say. If you operate, if most of your business is in Ottawa, then you have um, more power in the decision-making process, but everybody's voices are are considered and everybody's needs are, cons- are considered and are important. Um, but we have three elected positions that kind of help us keep things running smoothly. Um, a governance officer, a finance officer, and what do we call the other one? Communications. Communications officer. Yeah. Is it like a once a year election or like when do you? At our last meeting, we decided to do every two years. Okay. Just yeah. so that there would be continuity. I mean, the president's every four years, so two years seems good. Yeah. Yeah, we figured every two years. And, like, nobody's forced to stay in the position, so if they need to leave the position, we'll just have an, an election sooner. No one's yeah. coerced in this sex worker group? What? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Holy shit, there's but, agency. <laughs> but in the first year that we were founded, there was a lot of... Um, uh volatility in the committee positions so because they were all in conflict too so there was um it was volunteer based in the beginning so now committee uh positions are paid and that's for uh sustainability purposes we felt that considering it's so much work yeah in order to actually have someone stick to it and take it seriously take it seriously exactly and stay in the position we wanted that person to be paid but for the first two years i think or if year and a half two years it was strictly volunteer based so i was on committee since the beginning it was volunteer based when kaya was on the committee it was also volunteer based it's only recently within the past i'd say eight nine months that it's been uh like all three positions and have like been paid. how do you fund this um we have membership fees although there's like a sliding scale so it's sort of pay what you can but we have like a 
baseline number as a guideline and then if you can't pay you just let the finance officer know that you can't afford it that month no problems um the money gets put into the emergency fund and our and is spent on whatever operating costs we have we have socials as fundraisers oh i like that now we have the calendar as fundraiser that was a very smart move are we gonna see some of those for sale in the toronto sex workshops sex work (laughs) just sex toy shops I mean, honestly, I didn't even think about export that them. shit. That would be kind of awesome. So I thought they were in the sex shops here. They are in the sex shops here, but we never thought of having them in sex oh, shops God, in yeah, Toronto. Do it. Can't just like send them to me or like something, and I'll I'll just make sure people put it out there. That would be amazing. Look at your face. I know. <laughs> so just that said, are. we do have a PDF version for those that don't want oh, don't want or can't have physical copies, or if you're just burning with curiosity and don't want to wait until we get them in Toronto shops. Very exactly. Smart. And we also sell hard copies on our website. So we have a Shopify store, which is really great, um, where you can order hard copies. But yeah, so the the calendar was a fundraiser specifically for our emergency fund. So the collective... Mm-hmm. Um, so as a collective, we offer a variety of services to our members, which we believe are really important for our members. So we have... Um, So as Kaya explained, there are membership fees for members who join, but it's sliding scale. So if ever someone can't pay their fee, they just have to get in touch with me and they're like, hey, Nat, I can't pay this month or I won't be able to pay for the next six months. Um, And then I'm like, "Okay, cool. And that's it. Like people who don't want to pay or can't pay for whatever reason don't have to. They just get in touch with me. And then there's a sort of baseline around membership fees. Um. Then, so with that comes a variety of different services that we provide our members. And the list is really long, so I'll need your help, Kaya, remembering everything. But we have, and I think our most important thing is the emergency fund. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. Definitely. So the emergency fund is a, um, a fund that anyone within the collective can access. Um, at any time. At any time. For any reason. Um, Has it been used in the past? Oh, yes. Yep. For what kind of thing? For anything, really. We've had people apply because they need grocery money. We've had people apply because they're having issues with the law. We've had people apply for a variety of reasons. Do you think anything like that is very vague? Is that a violation of confidentiality? I think that's vague vague enough. enough. And yeah, nobody's being exposed so no exactly i'm like i think that's vague enough yeah um we've had problems that come up that they can't afford on their own and they need a little support exactly exactly i mean i'm just gonna be really honest i applied once i applied once because yeah there you go so her and i have both applied for different reasons i probably would have applied at some point there you go in years too yeah yeah i mean i think we all experience financial hardship in this industry at one point you know, for whatever reason. And ultimately we work in an industry where like, we don't have access to unemployment insurance. We don't have access to any type of like sick leave or maternity leave in my case. Mm. Like we don't, right? Like you either save up money and put money aside for yourself or like you're fucked. Right. So a collective like this with an emergency fund can at least give you a bit of like a bit of help when you need it, you know, with no, like, no questions asked, no, well, I shouldn't say no questions asked, there is an application form, but, like, no, um, you don't have to repay it. No inquisition. Yeah, given. there's no, no exactly. judgment. No judgment, no inquisition. Then, um, so we have the emergency fund, we have a bad date list that we circulate among our members, 
We also have, we offer a variety of workshops. So every year we do an accounting workshop, which is very, who runs this? Like what's the professional you get? Uh, her name is Maggie Ashton. She's my accountant. Oh, so she, she, I've known her for 10 years. She's been my accountant for 10 years. She incorporated me as a sex worker. She's worked with a lot of, uh, Ottawa independent companions members because I I refer her. Like I'm like, she's amazing. That's how we work in this industry. It's because so many professionals are not sex workers safe that we're like, yeah, that that one chick. And then she gets like all the (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. In a weird way, she's kind of become this like pseudo professional (laughs) with sex workers. Oh, because uh, she understands kind of the issues we face. Um, and she's good at her job. And she's good at her job. Yeah, what other sorts of things do you remember? Other workshops? Other workshops? Like um, what What <clears throat> kinds of workshops have we offered again? I'm trying to think of what Maybe we did. Maybe like how to talk to clients or something or DS? There was, did we do a dirty talk one? There was a dirty talk one, yeah. I feel like there was something else that Oh, there's Alex a martial did. art. Yes, we did have martial arts courses, um, self-defense cool. classes. How many weeks did it go on? Six months. Yeah. Okay, so I want to see you both take each other down after this. <laughs> I need some proof. <laughs> not going to happen. I'm so sorry to not fulfill that fantasy for you. Lies. I'm just kidding. I should really get in on that. That's really smart. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of services, we have that. Have you ever participated in the safety check-in? The safety check-in? No. Yeah, neither have I, but that is something we do as well. Yeah. So, Well, I haven't posted in it, but I've checked in on people well exactly you checked in on people so we also have a mechanism whereby our members can post like hey i'm going to this hotel at this time i'll check back in after my after my call if i don't contact my roommate contact my boyfriend contact my husband they'll know what to do is it like an app is it a website you put in a password what is it though just the platform yeah the we call it the platform but we use microsoft slack which is okay. just like a chat platform, uh, usually for workplaces and considering okay. sex work is a form of labor, yeah. why not use it? And so we also have like in-call sharing um, yeah. uh, channels, right, is what we call them, kind of threads or whatnot, where people share and advertise their own in-call spaces. How or request pe- in-call space. Or request in-call space. How many people are part of this? Part of the collective? Or- yeah. I don't know what our numbers are right now. Right now, I think at the time that you left committee, we were around 60-ish, and we're 83 members now. How many escorts do you... It's impossible to know, but just kind of guesstimate are in Ottawa. I know, it's impossible to know. (laughs) It's impossible. Totally. I mean, fuck if I know. Fuck if I I know either. Even in Toronto, no idea. I don't even know all of the people that like have websites and social media oh god no not counting the people that are like just leo's list no other platform i have no idea yeah but on average we add between four or five members a month okay that seems that seems uh yeah like it's manageable it is it is well okay so why do you think this is like a good model compared to what you've seen out there as a way of like so what yeah it's not an agency it's not working independent well it is working independently or are agency people together or is it just workers that are independent well i mean i don't want to out you but i think kaya would be really well placed to talk about this because kaya's done agency-based work as well as working independently and she's a member of the collective yeah so So i've been with the collective since the beginning yeah um and for the earlier part of my career as, well, when I was going by Cleo, I had 
two identities, two separate identities. I think that's pretty common. Yeah. So my other identity completely disconnected, like did not cross tweets, did not engage with, like I just kept everything very, very separate. No picture crossovers, tried to make things look different enough that people wouldn't connect the dots too easily. And only my independent persona was connected with OIC. And then I didn't even talk about my independent persona um, as my other persona. Do you still have uh, the different facets now or do you just stick to the one? Now I'm just Kaya. Wow. So, and what was it like for you? Sorry, I hope you don't mind. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, like what do you feel the benefits are of the collective versus working for an agency? Agencies, I think when they're well run, they do serve a really important purpose because not everybody is capable of managing all of the The full-time job. Yeah, it's like apart from the time you spend with the people you meet, there's so much work that goes into it. Not everybody has the capacity for that or the time for that. So agencies are a good way for people to still do the work without having to manage all all of the admin. Yeah. But there's there's more freedom. Um, I mean, the rates are about the same, whether you're operating independently or not, because you want to be competitive. And when you're independent, you keep most of it. Whereas when you work for an agency, a significant cut is taken. And I'm like, I get why operating <laughs> operating agencies can be stupid expensive, but... At yeah. the end of the day, you're making less. That's the decision you make. Am I going to accept less for the same amount of time but have the benefit of not having to do all of the admin myself, not having to do all of the advertising myself, or am I going to take on that extra work and also the extra money? Yeah. I chose the latter. So being in a collective is a good way to like have that community but like retain yeah. more of the income. Yeah, like with an agency, you you were connected to people constantly that were like in approximately the same place as you. But when you're independent, unless you already know people or are able to make connections, you're on your own. Yeah. You don't have people to talk to. Most people can't talk to people in their personal lives about their work or like if they have a bad day, they can't necessarily go to their partner or go to their parent and be like I had a really shitty day at work and I just want to talk about it they have to just hold it in or hope they can find some online forum to vent in totally couldn't agree more and I'm not even part of a collective (laughs) the collective honestly so we have so many different channels on slack and like there's a channel for venting so if you want to vent out your frustrations there's a space for that oh God, and I'm people sure don't have like to 24/7 kind of <laughs> but i like that it's divided in a way that people don't have to engage with things they don't want to so if you don't want to see conversations about rates you don't have to follow that channel you don't have to check that channel if you don't want to see people venting their frustrations you don't have to follow the venting channel and there's positivity channels there's a channel for just random things that come up that you find funny or you want to share it's like a mini social network just yeah. for sex workers it really it just I love keeps it. us connected and i post photos of my daughter i post photos of my life on this platform like i really 
So each member is screened to be a part of the collective. So in order to join the collective, they have to be referred by another member of the collective. If they don't have um, a reference from an already established member, they have to meet with a member of committee in person. So we meet every single person face-to-face if they're going to join the collective. We talk about, like, what's your history in sex work? Why do you want to join the collective? Here's what the collective's about. We also ask about how people resolve conflict. Because in order to be a member of a collective, you need to be willing to resolve conflicts. What would be a reason to not be allowed into the collective? Um, so it's actually happened, but rarely. And so we provide all of our members. So let's say someone's screened in before someone is allowed to actually access our space. We post that person's information and give our members up to 72 hours to get in touch with us, to be like, I've had a negative experience with this person. Because just because you have a positive reference from one person doesn't mean that you've not burned bridges, with other, people's in, with, with other people in the community. And so we give people 72 hours to get in touch with us. And it has happened in the past where people have gotten in touch and been like, holy shit, I've had a really bad experience with this person. And I personally would not feel safe if this person joined us or I don't feel comfortable with this person joining us. And then at that point, we do a mediation. We, as much as possible, try to see like the conflict from both sides of the story and see like okay what were the issues involved um and we have um someone who does that her name is sophia so she's our governance officer and she's the one that manages conflicts in the past it was kaya when she was on committee and so kind of like you know what was this conflict are there ways to build bridges and if they're not then it's really a case-by-case basis that we manage those situations um but uh, I'm just trying to think. What was your question again? <laughs> you answered it. Okay, good. Do you think you have any specific goals for this collective? I mean, I mean, when it comes to the collective, like, I personally don't have goals because, like, I have goals as an individual. Yeah. Right? But, like, that it's takes a, up col- a lot of time. But it's a collective. Yeah. So any goals, like, we have a meeting coming up next week on the 21st to actually talk about our goals i feel like you guys just did a calendar and that feels like a goal to me that you accomplished like new ways to fundraise like that's cool it's so cool yeah it's a great way to fundraise please it's amazing seeing the support that we get i know is it just from inside the community or outside of it too outside of it too sometimes (laughs) so many clients email me message me and they're just like i found you through ottawa independent companions you've done such like not you as in me because they don't know i'm a founding member but they'll be like you've as a group done such amazing things it's incredible what you've done like like there's so much positive feedback from clients and from other sex workers and from members of the community have you heard anything from your clients about it not a lot of comments about it but a lot of people that are just like here's a little extra to that you can give to your collective to put towards the emergency fund just a little something i think this is awesome what you're doing and that's all they really say on it but trailblazers anything else you want to say about the collective like we're welcoming of all sex workers so regardless of your sexual identity regardless of your sexual orientation regardless of gender 
regardless of what sector of the industry you're in, regardless of your race, your ethnicity, your religion, etc., 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 indigenous status, immigration status, like we can go on and on. Like we're welcoming of all sex workers. And our goal, like a lot of um, advertising platforms, like, well, backtrack. <laughs> our goal really is to foster community within sex work. So it's incredibly isolating when we're working on our own very um like you have the sense of being alone when you're an independent worker when you're self-employed when everyone has their own separate in-calls in different parts of the city and so our main purpose is to really foster community which is why we do members only socials like we get together for drinks and for dinner we get together like on the 19th of december we're doing like a A little party a little party like a christmas we're doing a holiday secret santa on the 19th oh, I love that. yeah it's awesome and, and that's kind of in combination <laughs> with a members only photo shoot which we're doing which uh, thank you clara for organizing that so she's organizing that right now but yeah so i was saying um i'm so bad at interrupting people no it's totally fine i was just saying that like okay so first and foremost it's for the community but in terms of our advertising platform if people want to post explicitly so in canada it's currently illegal uh, to advertise the sexual services of another person Mm -hmm. so right now legally the website and we have a bank account for ottawa independent companions i'm the president so i'm listed legally as the owner and operator of this company even though it's not a company and i'm listed as the bank account owner, as the like fiscally responsible person, because I'm willing to take that legal risk. In theory, it's illegal to advertise in Canada. The Not in theory, it is illegal to advertise the services of another person. But uh, And the way that a lot of Canadian websites have gotten around that is by asking sex workers like not to advertise explicitly that they offer sexual services. So it's like, don't actually explicitly state that you're having sex for money. Don't say what services you do or don't offer. Like, don't post photos that include your genitalia. Well, the Ottawa Independent Companions website is like, fuck that. Post whatever you want. So people are very explicit about what they do and don't offer. We have workers that show their genitals. We're fine with that. And that's just a risk I'm willing to take. When you say genitals, you don't mean nipples, do you? No. Okay. I mean cock. I mean like cock and pussy and whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. It's like post whatever you want. If you want to show off your bits, you're welcome to. Yeah, thank you. She says it's... (laughs) She says it so much more politely she, than that's I That's why she was head of the mediating thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I try to be diplomatic when I can. And use that soft little sweet voice. <laughs> it's adorable. Totally. Um, but yeah, so we want, um, we don't want to limit people's abilities to negotiate what they do and don't offer. And also avoid the problems that can come up when you can't explicitly state what services you do or don't provide and then you have somebody that comes to see you or is just pestering you in messages asking about your menu you're like like if you want to just have it out there so that people know what what's accessible it makes it so much easier and you don't have to deal with people getting upset that you don't offer BBBJ because they wanted it so much or like exactly just it removes some of the possible tension yeah agreed I'm not even part of it but I love the idea of it I think that we need more networks um do you think there's like a chance that you're gonna get like shut down by the government I have to ask 
I don't think so. Okay. And I don't want to say that in an arrogant way. Like, I don't want to be arrogant I don't think you're it. doing anything wrong. They should be supporting things like this. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a really hard sell. Like, if we were criminally charged, it would be by the Ottawa Police Service. I think it would be a really hard sell to any courts to say that we're exploiting people. And in the court of public opinion. Like, Precisely. Is it public opinion? This collective opinion, of though? independence that takes care of one another, we're charging them. They'd be why is that a good thing? Agreed. Why are we happy about Agreed. this? I don't think um, I don't think it would go over well for them. No. That's right. Let's help uh, change things and decriminalize for any politicians listening. Get in touch. Please yes. decriminalize. Like just, just do it. The research is there. Just just it's listen evident. to us, please. Actually, just ask a bunch of sex workers. Just have us all get together with you. Even one on one. Yeah. Like we're here, we're We've been saying what we need for years. Millennia. (laughs) (laughs) Just just listen to us. And I mean, we'd be really grateful if you put our safety over people's discomfort with the idea of us. Fucking nimbyism. Not in my backyard. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess that's it for this mini episode that's a tag along to these other two beautiful women being here on their own episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening to that mini episode, everyone. Uh, as this podcast moves forward, there will be more impromptu recordings with a variety of uh, groups, uh, professionals, and hopefully professors spoiler alert there will be an episode out soon with two sex worker friendly therapists uh can't wait to share that one with you guys next week will be kaya sophia's interview so stay tuned for that happy monday don't forget to be unapologetically yourself and please stay curious